You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. In this podcast, the queen of manifesting herself, Kelly Walker, Kelly Walker, will teach you how to manifest everything you need to live your purpose at a higher level. And now, your queen, queen. Kelly Walker. Joining today. Hey, it's Kelly Walker. Thanks for joining us today. I have a special guest in the house today. Her name is Emily Jolly, and she is a mindfulness coach. And Emily, thank you for being on here. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I've been looking forward to this. This is fun. I know. It's awesome. We've had a little bit of time to talk before uh, we went live here. And I'm really excited for you guys to meet Emily. She is a mindfulness coach. And... We're going to talk today about how accepting what is lets you actually manifest on a much deeper level. So, Emily, let's just start with telling people, what does a mindfulness coach do? So mindfulness is the art of um, working with presence, that moment of presence. And when you're able to um, be conscious of your thoughts and your emotions, and I even extend it to the body then you're really able to tap into the power of the present moment. And the present moment is really where you're creating from. Ooh, that's powerful. And so present means like not being on your phone all day and uh, not listen to audiobooks all the time and being distracted, right? It's like actually sitting with your thoughts. Is that what, would you say that? Well, one of the main mindfulness practices, just for an example, is, is that, that it's called the raisin test. So you take a raisin and you stick it in your mouth and you <laughs> feel it with your tongue, you know, the texture, you're tasting it, you're noticing your saliva. So you're literally just allowing that entire present moment to kind of be on hyper focus. So yes, distractions can take you away. But then also, if you're listening to something and you're intently listening to something, using consciousness with your mind and your emotions and maybe even physically how your body is is acting and reacting with it then that is a form of mindfulness as well mm. so it's not necessarily the distractions can take you away from mindfulness the the art of mindfulness the techniques of mindfulness is to use that present moment as fully as possible oh i love that good cool okay so accepting what is acceptance tell me what you mean by that well, acceptance to me through growing up has been that I just have to deal with something. It's right. like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you have to accept it. And um, then I learned, well, if my mind says, well, okay, fine, but my gut or the deeper part of me or some other emotional reaction is going, I am not okay with this. I'm not actually accepting that. <laughs> so accepting what is, is full body acceptance and looking to see where you have um, conflict. Because if you have conflict, then you have an area within yourself that you're not tapping into. And if you're in that present moment and you're not tapping into all of your power, then your manifestation is really gonna get, get majorly de decreased. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so accepting what is without saying, yay, I love this horrible sucky thing. 
Yeah, you can go, whoa, look at this horrible sucky thing. It's a horrible sucky thing. And you can say that. So accepting it is calling it out exactly what it is. You don't have to condone it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think this goes along with my morals or my ethics. You don't have to say, yeah, this is exactly what I want in my life. No, you can say all the worst things in your head that you want to. Because call it out for what it is. That's accepting the reality and the truth of what it is. I love it. And that that's so much more authentic than like, you know, I don't know, like people pleasing, pretending that stuff's okay because you don't want to rock the boat or because you don't want to look at it. You don't want to deal with the emotions that come up. So I love the idea of just, even if it's something you hate, admit that you hate it. It's okay. This sucks and I hate it. I love that. That's good. No sugar. Exactly. No. Sweet. You can do that after you accept it. <laughs> there you go. But you, you want to accept it first because that's, that's going to help you get um, connected to all the power that you have in that moment. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So um, tell me then how, how do you teach people to manifest more deeply by using acceptance? In your present moment, there's many different things to be aware of. Okay. And if you're having negative thought patterns, that's one thing. If you're having negative emotions, and oftentimes emotions are not singular. They usually have a whole pack of people <laughs> or a whole pack of emotions right? with them. It's a whole party. Um, noticing to see how your physical body is responding to what's going on in that moment is also really important. And then for the people who are intuitively inclined or spiritually interested, then check to see if there's any intuition that happens to be there as well. Mm -hmm. So I call this technique actually the four parts of self. So it just gets you into that place of I'm observing all these parts of who I am. And so in seeing that you can go, wow, my emotions are really not in alignment with what my desires are. So I'm not being accepting of what my mind is saying because I'm in conflict with myself because my desires are saying something else. So it's about addressing where there's the conflict. So that conflict in addressing and accepting that there's a conflict, then you have the power to change it. And then you're able to get deeper within yourself to create from where you want to go from that present moment. Oh, okay. That, that gives me a really good question to ask you. So I, I teach my clients to claim out loud every day what they want with gratitude as if it's already happened. And one of the things that people tend to struggle with is that is so far from the truth that I, it, like, it makes me mad or it makes me so sad or I feel like I'm telling the biggest lie in the universe and that makes me feel like a terrible liar. And so their desires are definitely clashing with their emotions, but that's something that they want to manifest, you know, like how, how do you help them resolve that to go from like, which do you switch? Do you switch the emotions or do you switch the desires or what do you do? How do you resolve that? So there's not one answer for everyone. Right. Of course. Um, Cause we're all different. There are There are different techniques with this, though, and acceptance is one of them and can be deeply used. Another one is to beat it out of yourself. You know, I declare, I declare affirmation after affirmation until you believe it 
until you shift the emotion because it's sometimes, um, I mean, I have this other technique too. It's kind of like push and pull. So can you bring in the feeling? Can you call in what it is that you desire versus are you pushing it away? Because if you're having conflict, you're doing one or the other that's not in alignment with how it needs to be, I guess, finding its place within your life. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to learn where resistance is your teacher. And if you are working with, um, I have my mind and my desire, which is oftentimes in your heart or in your gut, depending on what is behind your desire. And we can talk about that too. Then that can help you identify where your conflict is, whether or not that you need to keep pushing harder and saying, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am, you know, capable of doing things. I have confidence, even though you may not have those as a belief within yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can say those to make them a new belief. Right. And that's work. But the other way would be going surrender. And that's work too especially if you're not comfortable with, with how to surrender. That, that makes me think of the surrender experiment, which have you read that? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, you should read it. It's totally like, it's totally this exactly. Um, it's by Michael Singer and it's a, the story of how he finally surrendered and how his life became so incredibly amazing, like stuff he'd never even wanted or cared about or thought he cared about once he surrendered like his life completely went down a totally different path and he was happier than he could had ever been with the stuff he thought he wanted so any so you should read that listeners you should read that it's an awesome book um so tell us then how do you surrender if you if you're not the type that you want to beat it out of yourself what does the surrender option look like well, there's, again, a lot of answers for different <laughs> right. people. Um, and surrendering can be through acceptance. Mm-hmm. That is a form of surrender. And that's my favorite one to start with. Absolutely. Within yeah. anything. It's like, can I accept that this is a possible reality right here in front of me? And that's my first place of surrender. Because if I cannot, then that tells me I have conflict. So if I have conflict, then I have techniques on how to work with that. But if I don't have conflict, then I'm able to go into a deeper state within myself, essentially more relaxed, more open state. Mm -hmm. And then it's about me asking myself, well, what do I really want right now? Because if I can surrender even a little bit, maybe what I'm pushing for so, so hard, so with so much effort, and it's showing me that it's not working, Maybe I'm actually wanting something a little bit on a deeper level. Maybe I'm not feeling like I'm loved right now. Maybe I'm not feeling like I am in in safe or that maybe that this choice is that's presented to me is not maybe what I really want. You know, what are, what is my choice? So that's what I do is I kind of, you know, reel it back. I surrender in my surrendering. I go into that place of, okay, where's my softness? Where can I surrender to not knowing or understanding why this conflict is here to get into a deeper place to work from that says, what do I know about myself? What do I want for myself right now? Which could be a totally different need to get satisfied before I say, okay, now I'm ready to go out there and, and do whatever it is that your target is your goal. That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder how many people, 
have that issue and don't even know it. You know, they're like, why can't I manifest this thing I want? But it's really because they have a deeper, stronger need that they're not even seeing. That's really interesting. What do you see like the most common thing is with people you work with? Um, You know, like what's the most common thing they need to accept to move forward? Or is there even a common thing? Is it completely all over the board or do you see a trend? I love the way my brain works because I'm very, <laughs> like, I love watching patterns uh-huh. with my clients. I'm very scientific and I'm like studying and collecting data awesome. and going, okay. So I kind of work that way. So I definitely can say that there's kind of um, an overall theme with people when they're having a hard time surrendering or accepting what is. And oftentimes it's because they care too much what other people think. <gasps> oh, they're getting data from outside of their own truth. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they're trying to find the answers within themselves out there. And they don't <laughs> exist out there. <laughs> That's totally impossible. That would cause a lot of conflict. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's really good to know. And I know a lot of people who are super concerned about what other people think, and it totally holds them back. So how do you how do you uh, advise your clients when that's their issue? The people who are more thinking outside of themselves mm-hmm. are usually the people who care the most, which is really ironic. It's that they love the people around them and they want that connection with other people and like this makes me want to cry because it's something really home to me and I had to learn that me caring and loving so much about what other people think was really because I get to love myself that much Mm -hmm. and then allow them to support that within me or outside of me yeah so my way of shifting that was a little bit different. It wasn't me saying I'm going to stop caring and I'm going to give them the finger or I'm going to do something (laughs) else that creates separation because that wasn't loving to me. I decided to say, you know, I love them so much that I'm going to show them how I want to love myself and then offer for them to support me. Ooh. And So what that would do is that would give me a more positive or more authentic or clear reflection of what it was I was truly seeking in those that I do love. Oh my gosh. I love it. Basically lead by example. Yes. Right. I love that. That's awesome. Be the change you seek. Right. Exactly. I mean, the, the cliches, I mean, they're cliches for a reason because they're universal truths. Yeah. It's funny. Okay, so we're going to take a little break right now. And so we will be back in just a few minutes with Emily Jolly. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. And we will be right back. And we're back with Emily Jolly, mindfulness coach. And today we're talking about more successful manifesting by practicing acceptance of what is. So Emily, would you mind sharing with us any um, success story you've had yourself by using acceptance and manifesting something because of it? 
Yeah. Okay. I've got a ton of stories. I think one that's really <laughs> fun to hear about is I decided to um, uproot my entire life at the age of 30 and I sold all of my belongings, my <gasps> house, my car, and I went to a backpack and I flew halfway across the world to Australia not knowing anyone over there. And I traveled in an area for a little while, had a job, but it was so expensive to be a tourist and um, a backpacker. And so you work like a month and then you burn through being a tourist in a week of all that one month's earnings. So it was really crazy. So by the time that I got down to Melbourne, so I had been in Australia for about um, a month and a half maybe. And so I traveled down to Melbourne, which is the southern point and um, one of the major cities. And I got down to, I was in the hostel. I had that week's um, hostel pay. So I had a roof over my head for a week and I didn't have a job. And I um, got to about two days left of that one week hostel stay. And I had $80 to my name. <laughs> Eight eight zero. Yes. Now, a, a meal over in Australia is like twenty bucks, just to give you some, <laughs> whoa, some understanding, so I could, you know, me- feed myself for maybe a day. I didn't have a job. I had no income coming in. I had no one to rely on. I couldn't just fly back to the states. So I just threw everything in my life, like you know what, I could fail. I could totally fail and just run out of all of my money, and I'd have to fly back for a whole like, you know, month and a half worth. I was planning on being there for a year. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to go and try and find a job. So I went to about four interviews. I got all of them, all of them. But I'm like, hmm, I can't physically work four full-time jobs, can I? I mean, one was kind of part-time. Another one was like, maybe it could be part-time. But I accepted all four of them. And again, I was like, well, I guess we're just going to see what happens because (laughs) I still need to make some money to pay for my food for tomorrow. So I said yes to all of them. And I got a call that same day with one that said, we actually have a big event tomorrow. And we're wondering if you come and work, we will pay you cash in hand at that event. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Awesome. Bam. Next phone call. I got an apartment just like that. And he didn't require any money down. And I was like, what? I'm a backpacker. You don't want any, any money, money, money down? He goes, no, I feel something really good about you. And I'm like, do you normally do this? And he goes, no. <laughs> so in a matter of just, you know, wow. a day and a half of like barely saying, how can I pay for tomorrow's food? And I'm going to not have a roof over my head. I had three jobs <laughs> and a roof over my head and it all worked out perfect. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) And that was early on. I mean, I'm 41 now. That was 11 years ago. So I was starting to learn how to totally surrender and just let life happen to me and just trust and follow my heart. Wow. So what what was the magic sauce that ended up getting you the, the jobs in the apartment? Like, literally like tell me exactly what happened to make that come about I was yeah I was just in this mentality of like you know what I'm just gonna do the best I can and we'll just see what happens and I was almost kind of flipping about it I was almost (laughs) just you know like laughing at myself and I thought well the worst that could happen is I fail 
And if I fail, I'm going to have the biggest laugh of all. Good. So basically you took all negative emotion out of it. It just didn't happen to be there. I just chose a totally different perspective. Oh, I love it. That's really like unusually brave for a person to do. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like at the age of 30, you know, uh, I had a, a fiance and that fell through and I had a dog and I had to put him down and I just Aww. felt like, you know, here I am 30 years old and I haven't found what my, what makes my heart really sing, you know, and I've done so many different careers and there's some of them that I absolutely loved and I could have done for the rest of my life. And I just said, I want to follow my heart. I really want to see where it wants to take me and what would happen if I follow my heart? Will it supply what I need? And it did. It totally did. Wow. That's amazing. That's a really good story. I'm glad that's the one you picked. <laughs> I love it. Why did you choose Australia? I thought either I had kind of some connections of some people. I There was a couple of Australians here in Utah and I talked to them and they said, it's not a third world. It's English speaking. <laughs> You know, you should be able to get by pretty well over there. And then I had another um, opportunity to go to Spain and work in a bookstore that kind of had like a, wow. a tourist attraction. So they really wanted an English speaking person to go in and be just completely um, immersed in the Spanish culture. And so it was either Australia or Spain. And I just really felt my heart being pulled towards Australia and I didn't know why, of course, now in retro, you know, retro um, respect, I have lots of understanding why, but that's just what took me. I mean, a lot of people ask me the basic question, what took you to Australia? And I say my heart. Oh, that's so awesome. So how long did you stay there? Uh, my intention was to stay there for one year because mm -hmm. that's what a, a typical visitor visa is, a tourist visa is. I was there for four and a half. <gasps> wow. So you really liked it. I said to Australia, you're going to keep me for as long as you get to keep me. <laughs> and then I will go when I need to go. And it was very apparent when my time was through. And I think that was what changed my entire life is that I stopped trying to think my life forward. Mm -hmm. I started allowing it through the desire of my heart. Of course, I would still think. I would still do and plan and right. set goals because I'm that way. Right. But it was about my heart really being the main guide. Oh, that's awesome. So somebody that's like super goal oriented, how do you help them get to that point? So typically, if you're really goal oriented, it's because you've got a very strong mind. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You can have a fantastically strong mind. It's not about making it not strong. It's about building up the other parts of four. Mm -hmm. So before I mentioned, there's the mind, there's the emotions, there's the body, and there's the intuition. So it's about bringing the other up to the same uh -huh. place of confidence. Okay. It's not about shutting the mind down. See, mindfulness means having a full mind. Mm. It's making um, an effective use of your mental energy. Oh, I love it. Cool. How long do you usually work with a client? Um, that's, well, gosh, it just varies. That's, most people will do one 
hour to one um, and a half. So up to 90 minutes yeah. on a coaching session. Cause I have uh, teaching techniques as well as experiential techniques. Ooh. And so different people have le- different learning styles and it's kind of fun to teach people both styles to see where they really thrive. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes we don't know until we try. Right. Um, most people schedule back in three weeks because that gives them some time to integrate the tools, the learning, and then to get back into their patterns. Mm. Cause that's what I want people to do is to go into the tools of the change, make those adjustments and then to fall back into their patterns so they can start to see so that they bring in that sense of acceptance to find their power. Cause if you just keep fixing, 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 it's exhausting. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you have to have effective fixing and then bring you back out and then back into the effective fixing. So every three weeks, um, I've worked with one client, for instance, over four years, and she's phenomenal. She comes in and she's just spouting off all this intuitive stuff to me. <laughs> and I just kind of sit here and watch her. And she goes, it's just being in your space sometimes, Emily. You don't really teach me a whole lot anymore. It's about what I'm capable of teaching myself and I'm like yes that's exactly it and then I have my certified clients who I get to see oftentimes once a month Mm -hmm. um, in the various classes that I have for support and then there are the clients who come and then they don't apply the tools and so then I don't see them again (laughs) they kind of weed themselves out yes yeah so do you do um Uh, Are you mostly in person or do you do also coaching by Zoom or what? Yes, in person, by phone, by Zoom, Facebook Live, sweet, or not live, but Facebook Messenger or video. Yeah, you do it all. That's what I do too. You know, it's, I I think it's really good to be accessible in every way, you know, sometimes. Yeah. It's good to do in person, but you can't always do it. And so that's good. I'm glad you do that. Um, where are you located? So currently I'm located um, in a suburb of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm just on the outskirts of the downtown. Oh, fun. And yeah, I've been here. I've lived here most of my life. And so I've been in practice here for about five years, almost six years. Awesome. Good. So, um, I asked you earlier if you had any kind of special free gift for my listeners, and you said you do, and I think it's really awesome what what you're offering, so why don't you tell them about that super cool thing? My mindfulness and my heart-based living has really helped me to find my talents, and one of my really amazing talents is vocal toning. Mm-hmm. And so vocal toning is finding harmonics using my voice in your energy system. So if anyone's heard of um, energy healing, mm-hmm. like Reiki or any of those kinds of things, right. sound is kind of the new, more powerful impact of change. It's about finding the harmony. And I created a heart-centered vocal toning meditation. So I'd love to share that with you guys. It's one of my personal favorites to listen to for myself. So honestly, I kind of made it for me, but I just (laughs) made it out of fun. So my friend Stephanie Barber and I, we're both vocal toners. I kind of mentored her in it. And so we just sat down one day and just were playing with musical instruments and our vocal toning. 
So it's in an MP4 format. It's also on SoundCloud. So if you go to my website, which is freemysoul.org, and you can sign up for uh, my newsletter if you like, or just throw me an email, and I would be happy to shoot that MP4 over to you, or even just give you the link to my SoundCloud. That's awesome. That's really nice of you. I um I went to my first sound bath last month, so that I'm interested in hearing your meditation. That sounds really cool. So um before we go, do you have any last words or any? really helpful tips or anything you just want to make sure everybody knows before we go. One of the things that I'm really passionate about in talking about manifestation, because I read the, um, the book, the secret a long time ago mm-hmm. and it made me mad because I felt like th- they're not giving all the pieces. This is right? so frustrating. They totally so, left out like half of the most important parts. Yeah. So when you're, when you're learning to live a heart centered life, it often takes you up into your higher chakras, the higher areas of communication in your body. But the secret didn't teach you how to work with your shadow. It didn't teach you to work with your blocks or your resistance, or, you know, if you're lying to yourself, Yeah. it didn't teach you how to do that. So what I would like to share and um, really impress upon people, the listeners, everyone out there in the entire world, you have everything you need within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's about removing the things that are stopping you from all of that value of all of that abundance that you already have the capability of receiving and experiencing. So if you have blocks, then that's your responsibility and that's your place to learn so that you can be exactly what you already are. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And Thank you so much for having me. I love that you get emotional about this. Like I can tell, like this is seriously, this is really close to your heart and you're super passionate about this. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for being on here today and for your awesome meditation gift. I can't wait to hear it myself. So I'm going to go sign up for it. <laughs> Freemysoul.com. Org. Org. Freemysoul.org. I love that name. That's beautiful. All right. Well, Emily Jolly, mindfulness coach. Um, thank you so much for being on here today. You're awesome and beautiful. And um, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you came on. And I, I will definitely have you back. Truly a pleasure, Kelly. I awesome. so enjoy you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, That is it for this episode. Um, Everybody go practice your mindfulness, download Emily's meditation. And again, you can find her at freemysoul.org. And thanks for listening. Go be awesome and have a great day. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening and for all your love and support. If you like this podcast, please leave me a review. And if you have an idea for a topic you'd like to learn more about, you can email me at Kelly, which is K-E-L-L-Y, at thequeenofmanifesting.com. Also, if you need more manifesting in your life, I have a free Facebook group where I teach manifesting all week long. And on Mondays, I have a live class at 930 in the morning, Mountain Time. The name of my group is We Are Masters of Manifesting, 
you can search for that, or you can just find the link in the description to this podcast. So come join us for more manifesting and learn how to get everything you want. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye.